Well, if I got an animal story with you <laughs> awesome. Too, Let, yeah. All right. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the pre-show. This is where we talk about what we're gonna do in the show. Real easy. This this uh this episode, we're just talking about all the new comics dropping this week. Should be fun. There's some good ones. But David has not heard about the puppy party. I... So I don't know. About a couple couple few months ago, my wife saw this dog on Facebook from the local animal shelter, Dope Shelter. We've gotten all of our pets from there. This would this is. The dog I'm talking about is the fourth animal we've gotten from that shelter. No, fifth. Sorry, three cats and a dog. So that is was this the a, like since you've moved to the new house? Yes, yes. Okay. Which has only been a couple of years. So yeah, we went hog wild. Anyway, yeah, you um, have the room a, to have animals. Exactly. Though. We have the room now, and yeah, we have the space. Um, but unbeknownst to us or the shelter for that matter, this dog was pregnant. Ah, prego. So, so it was about two weeks before she would have given birth. And my wife was apprehensive to, you know, have the the dog abort all these puppies. And I'm like, well, whatever, you know, it's her choice. <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm not in on that. I don't, I don't even know what to say there. What the I, hell did I just come into? I, so, yeah. I'm like, animal so, yes, abortion? Couple, what? So, yes, a couple of weeks later, the dog is just fat and comes over 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, scratches on the door. And I was like, oh, I think it's time. And went right over, went right over to the little place where my wife had been setting her up. And my wife sat there for the next like eight, nine hours and delivered puppies. The best part about it is the eighth one came. And we we're like, all right, oh my gosh, eight puppies, what are we gonna do? And then an hour later, nope, here's the ninth one. And he's the cutest one. He's the only oh, one. He's yeah, the he's layer. the cutest one. He's but the yesterday, of the, but uh, the yeah, litter. we've had to get a playpen and oh my god, the poop and the pee. I mean, it's way up here in terms of awesome, but way down here in terms of how terrible an experience it is. But isn't that all adventures, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, trade offs to everything, right? Yeah. Ah. So yesterday, uh, a, a nice lady, props to her, she came by um, for free, lives in town, and just gave all the dogs their second round of shots and gave us the third round for free. Um, oh, well, that's all then, nice. Yeah, just a lady who likes to help dogs and cats, you know. In the well, area. I mean, that's some nice small town hospitality. You know? you neighbors exactly. helping neighbors. Exactly, man. That's the way then, it should be. And then one of my wife's friends from Westmoreland drove up yesterday and got two of them. We're going uh, Wednesday. And oh, they're old them. enough. They're old enough to be. Uh, yeah, they're weaned and everything. Yeah, they're weaned. It's been a little while. Weeks. I remember um, you talk about weeks. the. I haven't heard the full story, but um, yeah, I remember you talking about the puppies being born <laughs> a few weeks back. Yeah. And again, it's been a great experience. A lot of cleaning. It's mostly just a lot of cleaning. Mm. But I mean, that's easy. But um, and yesterday, late last, well, actually today, like one thirty in the morning, my neighbors got back in town from Las Vegas. They drove all of their stuff. Um, their dad was my neighbor and he passed away, unfortunately. And, I do remember you talking. Yeah. About that. And he was just a great dude. Joe was just, just an amazing dude, you know, really made us feel at home and, and we took care of him and he helped took care of us. We made sure he had food. We always take him meals over there. But anyway, um, we met his daughter and his son-in-law and they're just as, as cool, dude, you know, ah. and we've really grown to just appreciate having them as neighbors. They're really getting into gardening too now. And so, yeah, man, it's been a great, a great 24 hours, Taylor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's been nuts since the last wow. time we talked. And usually nothing happens, you know? Well, all I have to report on, remember yesterday I mentioned that um, they were doing like Megatron versus Frieza in the death battle. Yes. 
You'll who never won? guess who won. Spoiler alert, Frieza, of course. Won. Yes, I mean, that's, that was such a, like, ridiculous matchup. But, it is. Well, it's okay, so stupid. I guess that they could see that, like, okay, apparently Megatron has the ability to, like, teleport antimatter and, like, shoot it out of his eyes. So that Megatron does give do him... This? Megatron can do that, apparently. Okay. But um, is this so like does... when he had all the all the powers of the Decepticons in that match against oh, Optimus possibly. Prime? No I fucking idea. That. I just that's just something they mentioned. It does give him a way he could conceivably kill Frieza, because it doesn't matter how much tougher Frieza is if you at matter and antimatter collide, it just kills you. Um, like Star Trek. Yeah, that's how the ships go. Yep, but um, even then they, you know, it's. Freeze is too fast for him to realistically hit him in the first place. And even if he yeah. was, apparently he can survive like parts of his body being disintegrated, even if that were a thing. Does Megatron transform at all during the thing? Or is Actually, yeah, they found a way to work it in um, where like okay. Freeze is like looking for him. He's like, oh, where'd he go? And then like, oh, it's a tank, mm. you know. He goes to like the gun store and it's like, <laughs> you know, I Indiana wonder. Jones and the Last Crusade. They probably resisted <laughs> the temptation Megatron to make him look like, yeah, to make him look like the pistol. Yeah. Hunt from- Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, right. I right. get why Megatron turns into a gun. It's just so that the original like kids with the toys could like turn him into a gun and have like a toy gun. But yeah. why the fuck would in universe Megatron have any reason to do that? Yeah, it's yeah, like I it's know. like Darth Vader turning into his own lightsaber. <laughs> Dude, don't laugh. There's probably this one. All right, let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if there is a Darth Vader that turned into his own lightsaber. Have they ever done Star Wars no. and Transformers crossover toys? I don't think they have. They've never made like a the transformable Falcon or anything yet. like that? The oh, answer is yes. Oh, okay. They have. They actually had a uh, several figure, Transformer figures. Okay, so I'm going to assume you can transform an X-Wing and the Millennium Falcon. They got anything else? That Death Star? Uh, they had a... They had, uh, Hey, welcome back, Geeks. It's another episode of this Geeky Comics Hour, Geeky's Comic Book Show. Shit Talk Show! Frankie's hanging out. Hey, dude. It is. What's up, bitch? It's been great. Bitches. He was saying hi yeah. to all of us. Yeah. So, um, what what did they have? Star Wars? Okay, they definitely thing? did have a Millennium Falcon, but it was a, com- it was a combiner of Han and Chewie. Oh, they had well, I don't want them to transform into the people from Star Wars. Yeah. I just want I just want the vehicles to turn into transformers, you know. Yeah. I actually but have it, a couple But of they those. were like, you know, transformerized characters. Yeah. I get that sure, but still I have, like, they, have, uh, they had the X Wing that turned into Luke, like uh pilot. Yeah, Luke. that sounds lame, dude. Uh they had um one of the Jedi interceptors that turned into Anakin and one that turned See, into Obi Wan. No. No, and they also cool. had Darth Vader that's... with that was a type his uh tie. Yeah, that makes sense. But that's did they have like a Death Star that turned into like Tarkin or something? Yeah, the Emperor or some shit. I don't. I think that would have been like on the same scale and scope as like you know the the Unicron figures from back then. Well, I don't know. I don't think that's the worst idea. But honestly, I think that they like should have quit while they were ahead. Just have like the vehicles from Star Wars turn into yeah, turn into just like normal ass Transformers. It didn't have to be like Han and Chewie. Well, there is one. There's an Ecto one from Ghostbusters and the Time Machine from Back to the Future. Yeah, and I have both uh, of those. They're amazing. Marty There's McFly, also a Blackbird, like an X Men, the the Blackbird. Yeah, there is. I, I never. There's I've Marty never McPrime and then uh, the 
the other one is like ectoplasma yeah. or something like that. It's yeah, something like uh, that. But I knew, yeah, I do cool. know that. Also, the DeLorean gets to be like a fucking prime. That is a pretty no, high rank no, for one a, of these no, crossovers. It's a joke. Prime. It's a joke. He's like, I know, I know. His name's yeah, like was, Gigawatt. Yeah, Gigawatt. That's what Gigawatt, maybe. Gigawatt. That's a, yeah. All right, let's look at the comics. Let's look at the comics. They should do an Enterprise. There was a Star Wars. Uh, Star if they Trek haven't, that, they should do an Enterprise. They should totally do that. Yeah, if they haven't. Yeah, Frankie, there is. There's a Blackbird Transformer. Very hard to find, dude. There's an X-Men Transformer. Wasn't that like crossover. a Comic-Con exclusive from a few years back? It may, yeah, it actually may have been. I know coming up in Fortnite, they're going to enter, they're going to have they three do have Transformer that. skins. Yeah, I one saw that. Megatron, it looks okay. It, the Bumblebee looked cool. The Bumblebee around. looks good. The Megatron looks Man. cool. But they're having a yeah. third, a, a new a new Transformer based on the Battle Bus. Oh, fun. Oh, That's rad. Fun. That's I mean, cool. I mean, there was initial like a like a knee jerk reaction with me like back when like Fortnite was first starting. I was like, oh man, this is also like tacky. But honestly, you know what? Just let people have fun. If you want to like, it's kind of grown on Goku fight against like fucking Venom and just you know whatever. That's fine. It's like I'm not a fan of Yu Gi Oh, you know, but I don't like knock people for playing Yu Gi Oh. Sure, yeah. Yeah, my drop card. (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's talk uh, books. Uh, these are all books coming out on the 11th, y'all. Uh, if you see something, say something, chat. We'll come back and talk about a book because there's like a delay. But we start off at Boom because, again, Diamond Boom is, is the number weird, one publisher. Kind of yeah, they're kind of <laughs> weird. Uh, Damn Them All hits number nine. Uh, Firefly the Fall Guys is getting a, uh, the first issue second printed. It was all right. It's just a Firefly story. Yeah, you know, if you're a fan of Firefly, you'll like Firefly is can like be hit book. or miss. Uh, the boom stuff is not as good as the old Dark Horse yeah. stuff. Uh, I don't know. Some of the Dark Horse stuff was okay, you know, not as good too. You know, you're not wrong. There's less more of it. There's a lot more Dark Horse stuff. They just went hog wild. Oh, yeah. But Boom is like got like the future, like Firefly crew. Yeah, they have like yeah. Serenity, the next generation, or whatever. I forget what they actually <laughs> right. called it, but right. It is basically that, but. Uh, House of Slaughter number eighteen continues that run, and then Hunk for Hunt, Hunk, Hunt for Skinwalker number two. Uh, Dave, I, it was very hard for me to get into this. I'm just not a fan of the ranch or the cryptids like you are. How was this first issue? And I, I know you didn't talk about it. You didn't get a uh, chance to. It. What, what issue is this? This is issue two. Uh, issue one. It's been a. It's been a minute. Yeah, see, I it, but, um, like it's not. It's not necessarily uh tied to cryptid lore it's more tied to oh. native american lore and like ufos so it's not like the skinwalker ranch it's like actual like skinwalkers skinwalker it a monster yeah. the monster well it's not a okay. monster it's i i don't well, know it's how like to kind of is. it's a mythological creature it's like it's, it's a shape-shifting yeah. creature of some it's, sort yeah, it's, a monster. It's, I think it's like pretty heavy and uh like uh at least navajo i mean if you're using like the broadest like like academic definition for monster a monster yeah. is just anything that poses a threat to mankind so yeah there it definitely counts as a monster but it does yeah. there's there's some like interesting stuff when you like the 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 skinwalker ranch show is kind of interesting because they do take a very scientific approach to it so they just do, to be clear this isn't that right not that no okay uh, well, well forget this book i mean it sounds like okay. mechadets uh it's issue number three that's yeah. all of the boom boom DC Absolute Metropolitan for 150 bucks. Wow. I mean, that's a great book. Man, wow. I mean, Transmetropolitan is one of those, like, you want it on your bookshelf type of things. But 150 bucks is a big ask for one mm. fucking volume of this. Yeah, dude. 
yeah, if this was the complete run, I might balk at paying $150, let alone a volume two. Yeah, it's yeah, dude. That's a, I mean, you really got to be a fan. Uh, moving on, Batman and Robin hits issue number two. Joshua Williamson, always good, especially on the DC stuff. But um, this is all about Simone or uh, this is Simone's book. Uh, uh, Art in here, Simone DeMeo, yeah, is just amazing. And oh, it's lovely it's artwork. Although, uh, after that last chat, issue of like, Batman, like it does like seem like it's kind of like hard yeah. to fit in, you know. I know, right? Um, usually I don't carry you know or pull two different books that are Batman related, but man, I love the Batman and Robin book, it's fantastic. I haven't that first issue really knocked it out of the park. A uh, bunch of cool variants for that, of course. A lot of variants for this um, book, yeah. And then uh, more Batman, uh, City of Madness. This is Christian Ward's uh, writing and doing the art on a black label Batman book. Uh, I wish we had some interiors for this. It is seven bucks for three issues, or pardon me, for it one may, issue, this may be only the only Bat, it's the only DC book I pick up this week. Yeah, it's got this great Sickowitz cover too. Let's see if it'll come up. Man, this site's acting weird tonight. Look at that. I mean, what? I'm streaming with no worries, but oh, that's a cool, cool mm. cover right there. So this is supposed to be like a supernatural, I don't uh, cosmic I, horror featuring the core. So Bowl. very Lovecraftian then. Yeah, that's what I hope for. Christian Ward's art is perfect for that. I think this is going to be a really, really fun book this week, man. I really think it's going to be fun. Uh, Danger Street hits issue number 10 of 12. A lot of the uh, steam out of this book for some reason. I don't know why. If you're on it, you're on it. It might just be that like it's a little long. But Tom King is like on to bigger and better things, man. I cannot wait for more Wonder Woman. And that's the only thing I want to see from him, you know, right now. It's weird, but sorry. I just I, – I should really go back and read Danger Street. I know Taylor, you know, has been – It is it. one of those ones that's probably going to read better as a collection. But, yeah, um, it, yeah. I, I started reading it early on, and I just it, I just lost interest in it, and I think I would be better mm. to pick it up as a trade. Uh, Green Lantern number four is uh, setting up Sin Sun. Guest starring The Flash, new character, debut, Sin Sun. After Sinestro, I think that's Sinestro's kid, dude. I if that's true, then I fucking hate that. It is that is a lame name. I hate that name. (laughs) They had to have had a better one available than that. Yeah. (laughs) If you Uh, cut his hair, he loses his powers. Uh, Oh crap! That being said, I've been enjoying the Green Lantern book, but yeah, like. Oh, Sinister Sons. See, look, see where it says there's going to be a Sinister Sons book. Okay. Superman and or John and Damien. They're doing like a Super Sons, but Sinister Sons, and the Sin Sun is one of the, the characters. You know, that's Tomasi, not a bad idea. That that could be fun. I mean, that, that's whatever. But um, Peter J. Tomasi is pretty good at that sort of. Yeah, shit. I just weird, I know it's a stupid name. They had to come. They needed name. a second pass on that name. I hate it so yes. much. How'd that make it pass editorial? Are you really <laughs> gonna go with Sin Sun? I would have rather they called him Sinestro Junior or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sinestro Lad. Yeah, Sinestro the Third. Sinestro so we know Two. I don't know. Just not, not yeah, fucking Sinestro. Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Evan Doc Shaner gets a variant uh, for that as well as does uh, Baldion, which oh, that's a cool cover. That's like yeah. the Godzilla Kong covers they he's been doing. They've been really fun. Uh, Mad Magazine hits issue thirty-four. Uh, Superboy, the Sun, or pardon me, the Man of Tomorrow, number six. Uh, kind of sweet, sweetly bitter here, you know. This book has not been terrible, yeah, it's not but bad. this is the one that won like the the what 
whatever the March Madness yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it came at a did. high opportunity yeah. cost. Like there were others on that bracket that I would probably rather be reading. Yeah, man, and it's kind of a bummer, but hey, good good for them to do a book and have it be you know pretty damn good. And hey, you know, Connor Kent has is one of those characters who has been like binged to oblivion, you know, after like um, one of the reboots recently. So it is good to see him get a chance to do stuff, especially with all. I mean, dude, they're really pulling out every Superman book that they could ever think of. Yeah. If they get that Smallville book going, then as someone who languished for like 10 years with my favorite Flash, you know, on the bench, I have eternal empathy for other people who want to see like their characters who have been sidelined, you know, get a chance to be out here and doing stuff. Yeah. I really think DC is doing well. I mean, they did it with Batman and have been doing it with Batman for years, but they started this thing with Superman this year, Yeah, you know, made a big deal out of action and Superman where all of these other books trickling down from that are getting, are getting read. You know, people are reading them. Yeah, they can I mean, do the same thing with Flash, Green Lantern, I noticed it, and um, Green Arrow. Yeah. And Green Arrow. Absolutely, yeah. I noticed it for the first time, I think, um, that uh, Fire and Ice book that came out last week, they put uh, the Superman logo up on the corner so you know yes. it's part of, like, the Superman family of books. <laughs> I think that's a really good way for It is. That's to, a, that's a smart way to do it. Like, and if this is, like, your favorite yeah. character and you want to see, like, all the different shenanigans that their supporting cast is getting out to. I mean, the main thing with the fire and ice book is that it takes place in Smallville. Other than that, Superman yes. doesn't have much to do with it, but still right. I could see how it's like a well, it's quote unquote Power Superman Girl, like tangent to a little. Sure. Bit. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. But yeah, um, I really think there's a good opportunity for DC to do something bigger with that. You know, grow Flash yeah. family, grow Green Lantern family books, um, grow Green yeah, Arrow I mean, family books, and then have them all sort of intermingle in some struggle or event, you know? And Yeah. I mean, I get really that you can only, I get that you can only publish so many books, but right. I do think it is a good call to focus on like these, these different uh, plans, these different families. What the fuck, David? Oh, David <laughs> these different, plans, these different doing families. The David's doing the dishes. Classic I'm David. I show. My cat. Just He's practicing his jiggling in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> uh, man, I've mentioned this before, but uh, Leroy and Eli were doing a show on the bullies one time, and I was on there, and they had. Uh, a guy on there and all of a sudden we hear shh coming from his mic and he's like what are you doing he's like oh i'm frying fish and it was like on his phone doing the show frying fish it was wild dude it was so oh, fun man he uh, invented anyways, me they didn't get along yeah right uh, they should do their own show together where dave's just eating candy the whole time and yeah this dude's cooking ribs or something I don't know. uh we're just ribbing you dave it's fine oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he, he loves it i have a box so that precariously perched on something and my cat decided <laughs> that it was where she wanted to sit. I mean, that sounds like it's kind of your fault. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, that still sounds like your fault. The cat uh, don't Superboy, know. Sorry. Yeah. Superman Lost Hits number seven. That's been an okay book. But yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's kind of Dark Knight-ish. You know, it's like yeah, I mean, out there. These black label books, I honestly don't know much to say about them. If it sounds like a premise that you like, sure, go for it. It's probably fun, but you know. It's not exactly required reading for anything. They're all self-contained. Probably the book I'm looking forward to the most at DC this week is this new uh, Wesley Dodds, the Sandman book. This is they've been pimping this out in the back of all the DC issues last week. Yeah, Uh, this is a character who, man, we were just talking about Dick Tracy yesterday. This character feels kind of like that sort of thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, this like I don't know how many people have read like Sandman Mystery Theater. But that is another one of those like prestige comic books. Exactly. And I, as far as I'm aware, this is the first time they've been using Wesley Dodds since then. Yeah. Um, 
this is I'm an easy lay for these like golden age era books. Like I'm looking yep. forward to that uh, Alan Scott book they're gonna do. Yes. I'm looking forward to that uh that Jay Garrick with his daughter book that they're gonna do. And yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this as well. Yeah, it's Robert Venditti and most importantly Riley Rosmo doing mm. the art on this. I think it's gonna be wild. Uh, Sandman basically just has a gun that puts people asleep. I mean, basically yeah. that's what it is. This is of, yeah. This is pulp. This is noir. This yeah. is like. This is golden age kind of at its purest form, you know? So, yeah. but it, 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 Sam, this Sandman is like kind of a pacifist, but he still wants to stop crime and he has this, you know, duality to him. It's, yeah. it's really well done when it's done well. If and, I'm correct, yeah, man, this I'm character is older than like the Green Hornet. So the Green Hornet did kind of rip off his gas gun. Yes. Yeah. This. Dave, you could look that up and see which I'm, uh, I'm character is older. But yeah, I think the Sandman is definitely you know older, and the Spider-Man villain always takes a lot of the steam out of this character. You know, people yeah. are like, oh, why? And like, no, dude, oh, no, also, have like, no idea. There's a there's a real glut of characters named Sandman. To be clear, this is not yeah. like Dream of the Endless, and it's not um, the Spider-Man yeah, villain Sandman. Yeah, this is this nothing is... to do with either of those. Yeah, yeah, Dave. I'm looking. Who's older, Sandman or the the Green Hornet? I'm looking right now. Uh, Sandman debuted in 1939, and I'm looking up the Green Hornet right now. Wow. I can't imagine Green Hornet's older than that. Me Unless he was like, in, he might have been in some of like the pulp mags or something. But I thought he would debut yeah. in like the 60s. Because I'm trying. Well, right now they're giving me like the film and the and the comic. Books. Of course. Of so course I'm trying to are. sort through it. Yeah. Uh, and that's the all Green the DC, Hornet but, was okay. created in 1939. Oh. oh no! I'm sorry. So I'm Bre- sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 1936. Oh, Green Hornet is a superhero created in 1936 by George W. Uh, Trindle and Frank oh. Strecker with input from radio director James Jewell. Oh, was it a radio show or was it like a was it the, like a pulp mag? The, fir- the first appearance is the radio program on January oh. 31st, okay. 1939. Wow. I guess I owe Green Hornet an apology. An apology. Sorry, GH. Uh, when he made his debut in comics, he made his debut in comics in 1940. Okay, okay so, so so Sandman made his debut in comics in the Golden Age. Of and who comics knows when the, the gas gun came into play, Taylor? Well, that's you know, true. That's I don't know if he was using the gas gun from like issue one from or not. Day one. That might yeah. be straining Dave's research to uh, get yeah, that don't info. Because but... we're moving on from DC after we talk World's Finest Teen Titans number four. This one's all about Bumblebee. Okay, so uh, this yeah, has fine. this has been fine. Okay, yeah. so his, his the the Sandman's first appearance was in New York's World Fair Comics number one, which was in April of 1939. So he appeared in comics before Green Hornet, but Green Hornet was already a entity okay. in radio. I mean, wow. honestly, the main reason to care about Green Hornet is that it introduced Bruce Lee to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well. That Batman 66 crossover is still one of my favorite things, superhero-y, you know? I mean, that's like just perfect. Time. That's like It is so fun, dude. Yeah. It's so stupid. I love it. All right, moving on to Marvel Comics and the House of Ideas. Uh, usually we don't talk about Amazing Spider-Man, but I just want to bring up this first sentence of the solicit. This sets up the next 24 issues of Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, my what God. That is like the worst thing you want to read in a solicit. No, I, I want this one to be over. I got another year of this twice a month. They're not even going to stop at 50. That's what, that's the main thing I was hoping for is that they would peter out by issue 50, but apparently not. Dude. Ah, damn it. I mean, that's just a lot of Ugh. Junior. I mean, I'm just not enjoying the story. I don't care about Junior. It. It's just this. 
if the, it was just Jr. Jr. covers, that's fine. That's whatever. But like, this yeah. has been such it's been misery porn since day one, and I fucking hate it's that. Bad. Yeah. A uh, great Elena Casagrande cover here, though. Celebrating. Oh, sure. That. That's real good. That's, yeah. that's, that's 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 appropriate. Uh, yeah, you love the October game. covers. You love the October variants. Yeah. So now we get on to Avengers number six. This is also five dollars, FYI. Jed McKay, uh, uh, Ivan uh, Fiorelli. Uh, yeah, we got the uh, the Shonen tournament still, arc going on. Yeah, I'm still so on the fence with this. I just, it feels like a chessboard almost. Like it's just so purposeful. And, but I'm still kind of enjoying it. You know what I, I mean? Am, I'm I enjoying it a lot. Um, I like I the, like, I like the oh, quirky cool. mini boss squad that they are going up against here. I like yeah. the, like, individual matchups. They all seem thematically appropriate, too, you know? So, no, like, you're not wrong. There's there's That's a lot to glom yeah. onto here, but it is kind of the popcorn movie version of a comic book. We're like, yeah. there's not much to say about this except for, like, goofy action premises, you know? Yeah. And weird villains with weird powers yeah, I mean, the city i mean that's interesting shit that's yeah what I'm talking i mean about. especially like him being the happening. one who goes like the guy who's like the urban designer run amok is the one who's going up against iron man and that's fun and we have like thor yeah. a god going up against somebody who is powered by worship you know yeah yeah this is a great panel right here the full page hell panel, yeah i feel really just dope so uh yeah again i'm still reading avengers i probably will always read avengers you know, but I mean, Avengers I, or X Men or like Justice League, those are those are the type of books where like, yeah, these are like the flagships. You know, these are the things that like are supposed to. Spider Man, Amazing yeah. Spider Man is supposed to be the flagship. Well, just yeah, that's saying, a fair point. Just saying, just I, I would have said that once upon a time. So yeah, yeah. fair point. Uh, really good covers there. Mark Brooks gets a cover. Just Taron Clark gets a cover. Just really fun stuff going in there. Uh, surprise, like, hit of the year. I didn't think I was going to enjoy this nearly as much as I did or have been doing. A uh, little bit of a bummer. We get Valentina Pinty as a film wow. artist here. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, you got to wait for that Casa Grande art. Yeah, Atlanta Casa really Grande is one of those artists where, like, no matter who you say you're replacing her with, it's always going to be like, ah, oh, man, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's not a, Nick, um, not a knock against uh, Valentina was, here. This does look really cool. The- who was doing the work when she was off on Black Widow? That art was still. Oh amazing. yeah, it was I don't so remember, good. but it was still really good. Yeah, yeah, but. and this looks okay too. A lot of fun action, a lot of slice and dice. You know what you uh, would expect from Blade. But oh, finally some weird vampires. You know we haven't even really had vampires in the book. Yet. Yeah, he's been fighting like ninjas <laughs> and like Oni and stuff. Playing. Yeah, he's been fighting like yokai and stuff. Yeah, they got predator fang. Or whatever, but yeah, really fun book. Um, I tell everybody if they ask, from the oh, third what's Blade movie? The yeah, Blade movie? yeah, those weird from the third Blade movie. But when people ask me what should I pick up at Marvel right now, I always tell them to go get the new Blade book. You know, go find the first three issues. It's really going to be no problem. They reprinted that first issue, so you should be able to find it. It's fantastic. It's really good. Uh, Captain Marvel: Assault on Eden, number one. Uh, really, you know, digging deep so that they can do the damn Marvels movie. An all new Monica Rambeau story is the backup. That's why they added a dollar on it. I get it. I understand. Yeah. But this is just a, you know, it might be a great story, but honestly, this is just a tie-in with the movie. It seems like you know, Captain Marvel is getting like all sorts of these like 
I guess like supplementary books because like, like mini series. You don't see a lot of just like Captain Marvel number whatever. It's all like yeah, mini series like Captain Marvel Assault on Eden. What was the other one like Dark Tempest or something like that that came out last yeah, week? Yeah, Dark Tempest. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, I'm okay with them doing that, but I mean, it's fine. I just I'm not the, sure why they're doing it. They did the same thing. Uh, with Shang Chi recently, they did. You're absolutely you right. Know? You know, I guess that may be their marketing strategy for like um, upcoming these movies. movies. Yeah, these movies that are coming out, like, hey, here's like something that is very obviously a uh, a mini series that you don't need context for. You know, yeah, where they can tell stories. No, yeah, they can tell stories. No, we've got something on the shelves to coincide. I mean, look at this. Here's it's got all three of the Marvels on there on that cover. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's Captain. Marvel and then Monica and then Kamala. So of course that's what they're going for here. And I'm okay with it. You know, there was a Loki miniseries out not too long ago as well. Uh all right, big book I think over at, at Marvel this week, especially debut wise. Stephanie Phillips, Carlos Magno, Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos. This is just like almost low hanging yeah. fruit. You know, I mean it I seems, yeah, Cap it Wolf. seems like Cap such Wolf an so obvious gone. thing to do, like to pair up Cap Wolf with the Howling Commandos. So, so is this like set get... in like okay? So yeah, it looks like it's set in yes. World War II, and I guess like Steve gets turned into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. You know, if that doesn't sound like Halloween fun, I don't know what does. You know, dude, it's the spooky season. This is exactly what this sort of shit is made for, man. It looks cool. So yeah, man. I mean, I yeah, love like awesome. I love like World War II Captain America stories already. So yeah, like adding like a spooky yeah. element to it. Yeah, by all means, let's go for it. Yeah, yeah. So who knows what we'll get in that series? I think it's a mini series, but I'm not really sure. Uh, Daredevil 183 facsimile. Uh, I think this is the. This is the first appearance of something. It's not the. Is it just the oh, first maybe time Daredevil, first Daredevil the Punisher? versus Punisher? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I know Punisher yeah. debuted in Spider Man, so it's not that. Yeah. But yeah. hey, I mean, and it's whatever. It I mean, <laughs> and it is good, Frank Miller, dude. Yeah, I mean. You know, some, if Daredevil has a superpower other than like his radar sense, it is his ability to um, co-opt Spider-Man characters. Yeah, Spider-Man. To make it is first well, they live around the block. Punisher they and do, they Daredevil. do. Okay, yeah. Yes, but um, like okay. Kingpin is really more associated with Daredevil as is the Punisher than they are with Spider-Man at this point. You know? Yeah. Well, remember Sabretooth was like an Iron Fist villain at one yeah. point when he debuted. Which, and now I mean, he's like Wolverine's arch nemesis. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird how shit ha- how it evolves, you know? And then, of course, Wolverine himself <laughs> was just like a one-off like guest appearance Hulk in a villain. Hulk comic, and now he's like yeah, they, the face of the X-Men. Yeah, they thought Wolverine was going to be like a mutated, actual animal Wolverine yeah. at one point. Um, they didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, if he wasn't they Canadian... He had gloves. Yeah, like... like like re- real story, if Wolverine wasn't Canadian, then he probably would have been like driven into obscurity by now because uh, Claremont and uh, Byrne were like, "Oh, here's a nice Canadian character for us to put on this like international X Men team we're putting on." Yeah, and um, and honestly, <laughs> Wolverine, because Wolverine and, and, would have just been making appearances in Alpha Flight. But no, for <laughs> yeah, real, right. like John Byrne like wanted to play up the Canadian character. That's one of the reasons why Wolverine yeah. got so many um like big moments in that run. Yeah. Uh, all right, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the, uh, honestly, in the final quarter of the year, Colin Kelly, Jackson Lanzig have to be in the running for writer of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, I, as, as far as I'm concerned, they have run away with it. But I mean, that yeah, um, is, that cap run of theirs, like, that has maybe more of a bang for its buck than any other run I can think of, you know, because, like... Their Star Trek run has been the best Star Trek run 
in the history of Star Trek comics. Yeah. And I've read I've, them all. I've read them Trek all. Yeah. I mean, there are epic runs. Like, Brew Bakers is, like, kind of, like, the sure. one to beat. But that one lasted for, like, 50-some-odd issues, whereas they made such a huge impact, I think, with just, like, not even two dozen, you know? Yeah. Like, three volumes a, worth. And they're doing a pretty fun twist on, on the Guardians here. Taking yeah, this has been a lot West. of fun. The last yeah, issue where we really finally fun. got the explanation for what Grootfall actually is, that was a real master class and, like, build-up and, like, a really good payoff at the end, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Invincible Iron Man number nine, second printed. Uh, Magneto number three. This is a uh, like a retro book. It's a throwback. Yeah, um, it's one of those time capsule books. Yeah, uh, Moon Knight: City of the Dead hits its penultimate issue, um, and then we get this Moon Knight versus Werewolf by Night Marvel Tales number one for eight dollars. This is just a reprinting of books of a yeah, of like I four mean, or five different books. They just want to throw it out there for um for Halloween, for Halloween. I'm sure. But yeah, and honestly, hey, that's a that's an interesting enough matchup, but you know, whatever. Didn't Werewolf by Night and, debut in Moon Knight, or am I getting that backwards? No, that's I think that's correct. Werewolf by Night debuted in Moon Knight, and um I mean both of them have shows and they are re-releasing the Werewolf by Night Halloween special. Like with in color though. Color. I don't know if it's gonna be all like all of it color. Well, I mean, regardless of flashes somewhere. But, I will say yeah, though, I perfect. love that they special. It was that. it was perfect in black and white, and that's I think how you should watch it. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're going to update The Wizard of Oz to colorize the first part. Why? That's part of the yeah. charm of the fucking movie. Don't don't change it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. I'm, I'm uh, Werewolf by Night appeared in Marvel Spotlight number two in February of 1972. Oh, mm. so Moon Knight must have debuted in a world. So I'm, I'm, looking up, I'm looking up the importance of Marvel Spotlight number two right now. Okay. And in Moon Knight... Uh, they claim presented their oh a rematch. Okay, I see. I see. Okay. Well, yeah. Let me know. Uh, Silver Surfer Rebirth again. One of those throwback things. Spider Man India wraps that series with issue number five. It's been pretty good actually. You know, uh, Star Wars Dark Droids number three in the running for event of the year. Honestly, there have not been as many good ones as there should be. Um. Uh, Gotham War is fucking fantastic, but the savages in there ruin it. Uh, your whatever the hell his name is, Sir Batman's freaking conscious, the shitty devil on his shoulder. That's kind of ruining it. But Dark Droids has been freaking fantastic, dude. It has been so much damn fun. A lot of variants for that, obviously. And then uh, Mandalorian season two, number five. Uh, Superior Spider Man returns one shot. Uh, it's seven dollars, mm. and I mean, it is Dan Slott coming back to a character that I had a whole lot of fun with, but I was done. You know, it's like once Thanksgiving. I think that they told the story. Yeah, I think that they've told the story that this concept had the legs for. You know. Yeah, I just don't understand why they're coming back to this. I I don't want to read this. Man, whoever's drawing Doc Ock there is really making him a lot pudgier than normal. Yeah, he's fat as hell, dude. It's a common cold. Looks like Ramos (laughs) is working in there, too. But that's Ramos. That looks like Humberto Ramos art there. But I don't know. I'm on the fence with this book. I don't know if I really need this. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Venom 26, uh, still celebrating the summer of symbiotes, even though the the fall has come. Wolverine number 38. As Wolverine gets with Cap again, they go back to war. Um, we saw this uh, 
building up already as Cap is on the Uncanny Avengers, which is kind of uh, filling in with the Fall of X shit. You know, it's kind of falling with it. Um, Orcus tried to murder Captain America and blame it on the X-Men for the whole thing. So this is pretty cool. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, if the next few issues of Wolverine... Yeah, if yeah. the next few issues of Wolverine are just like Wolverine has like random team ups, I am here for it because that one with the Hulk last time was yeah. great, and I have a lot of expectations for this one as well. Yeah, this is just Ben Percy writing all the characters that that he wants to write. Uh, Andrew in the in the chat, Moon Knight was in Werewolf by Night number thirty two or thirty three, I think. Okay, yeah, cool, there, cool. there's a yeah Moon yeah that did bring up. Okay, Moon Knight so it was the other way around. Okay, yeah, and Andy checking in, hanging out at soccer. What's up, dude? Hey, Andy. Yeah, but so, yeah, hey, yo, uh, this, this Dave, you're in cool. danger of being replaced as research guy by Andrew over here. That's fine because yeah, I'm we're not gonna have Andrew stop episode. by. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. Uh, well, so normally, then, yeah, X-Men we just about like we go completely unchecked here. We just about whatever random shit we want to. Yeah, we don't there even. We don't even. Werewolf say, by yeah, Night. I was looking up. <laughs> I was looking up the significance of Marvel Spotlight number two and Werewolf by Night number thirty-two was popping up. So yeah, okay. I was reading through what the significance of Marvel Spotlight Two was before I could go to Moon to the Werewolf by Night. Today. Man, you went down the rabbit hole, man. You got to get out the rabbit holes. Uh, X, we fi- finish up the House of Ideas X Men Red Number Sixteen. Al Ewing, uh, you'll I mean, Gray, fuck yeah. uh, I mean, this looks cool. I love Sinar. This has art. been what the, there's a lot of good X books these days, and this is one of the best, maybe the very yeah. best. I enjoy the hell out of this. It's got Storm in it. It's easy to be good when you got Storm hanging out every damn. Yeah, I mean, not just Storm, though. I mean, we're getting the fucking original Horseman back. That looks rad as hell. Um, I'm enjoying the hell out of... uh, (laughs) Fisher King is one of my favorite characters in any X-Book right now, so that's a lot of fun. Arn Anderson... Wait, how did yep. Ric Flair come up? What? The horseman. You said the four horsemen. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't think of it. Man, we're talking about X-Men comics. Comic books. Come I'm on. literally be, talking about be, Apocalypse's just, horsemen. That would be that would be just great if they did show up in the next men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do Shark, Shark Girl. Love Shark oh, Girl. Oh man, I haven't thought about Shark yeah. Girl in forever. Wow. Yeah, she's awesome, dude. She's awesome. Oh, she's on the cut on this uh variant cover. That's nice. That's a hoot. So, yeah, yeah do, some do, pretty do, good do. books. Shut up, David. Some pretty good books. Yeah, <laughs> some pretty good pretty good books coming from uh, DC, or pardon me, Marvel. Uh, AOD Forever. This is another Army of Darkness book. Army Dynamite Darkness. usually hits pretty hard on Army of Darkness. They usually do a pretty damn good job. They've done some really stupid shit with crossovers and stuff. I mean, Army Marvel, of Darkness is one of those things where, like, yeah, you have license yeah. to go absolutely ape shit because it yeah, is such really a do. goofy, such an over-the-top property to begin with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm really fun book. You're badass. Good yeah, that was crazy, too. Uh, Darkwing Duck, number nine. Oh, that, that's, that's, a, a, that's a collected that's a reprint. For the con collectors thing, yeah. Uh, garbage Pail Kids through time. I, I never actually, got into the Garbage Pail Kids. I am a fan of Garbage Pail Kids, and I'm actually willing to give this a read. Oh my goodness, they got a ton of variants, man. They're a ton you're an easy mark for these Gen X bait books, you know. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just I never mean, got it. I just never I mean, got I, I, I did they were watch the Garbage Pail but... Kid movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I collected the cards when I was young, I did too. but the cards I never really understood it. I only did it because like everybody else was doing it. Well, it was know? it was spoofing oh, on the Cabbage Patch Kids. So. Yeah, yeah. 
which was hot uh, what back else? in the day. It really was. It really was. So it looks like that's it from from Dynamite. So they got the Garbage Pail Kids and Army of Darkness. That's still pretty two, you know, big books, you know, considering that, yeah. they're licensed books. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, moving on to everybody else. This is where everybody Dave shines. Else. Okay, there are haunted a girl lot of books number right one. now. So there are. I am a haunted gonna, girl number uh, one. That is actually my first book, a haunted girl uh, number one. Ethan and Naomi Sachs with Marco Lorenzano. What? What? Joe Quadesta is doing what book? The, it's a haunted girl. Joe Joe Casada. Yeah. Just. Yeah, the I, I just think you were blinking out. I think your audio might have went out for a second. Ah. So Cleo, an adopted 16-year-old Japanese-American whose depression drove her to near suicide, is trying unsuccessfully to reintegrate, reintegrate back into her old life. But her struggles are just beginning as she encounters an increasingly terrifying succession of ghosts. So it's girl versus it, it, ghosts. It's a Japanese-American girl. I wonder if she's like in Japan and it's like going to take her to the suicide forest. Ooh, I don't know. Cause she, I mean, they mentioned suicide. Maybe it'll do that in a flashback. Say, oh, this is where I went, and then that's where her ghost thing happened. If you remember the uh, uh, John Constantine movie, I think that's kind of what happened to him, right? Like he had like this, like death experience, right? He, yeah, he he committed suicide. And then was in I on think, it. and made a deal with the devil. Yeah, come back. I don't know. Yeah, because and uh, then uh, when he when he again committed suicide but to like save people the devil showed up and was like nope you can't do that nope. yeah uh all right american uh, psycho american psycho number one um it's been a very long time since i've seen this movie so uh, uh, i mean it's, something... it's like a cult classic sort of it is a now, cult classic you know? i especially yeah. love the spoof where like uh it's huey lewis beating out weird Al yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want a new that, that's uh, a winner i mean it's just a lot of variants for this man a lot of variants it's just it's a i don't know when cool. did american on. psycho come out was that like in the like mid 90s or something it's not christian the bell's movie, first movie i know i think it was the mid 90s yeah because christian bell was acting in a movie as a with a child actor in a movie like a like a British child under Japanese occupation or something like Land of the Rising Sun or something. It was. Really I saw a movie with a young him. I don't think it was his first one where he was like a, he was like a kid in like Hitler Youth or whatever. I think it was called Swing Kids or whatever. Two thousand. Well, he was in a movie called New oh, okay. which is a, a a Disney musical about newspaper I, delivery boys. I think that is the... in the thirties. That's a dope movie. If you like musicals, that movie is sick. It's rad, and Christian Bale murders it. He's amazing in it. Just like an American movie. Psycho, but no, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, all right, where where we get? Go on, Dave. Uh, next, What's the next, next one on the list. Uh, just because I don't know if I'm going to pick it up. Uh, Claudia Christian's Dark Legacies. Okay. This is uh, okay. the actress from Babylon Five. Ivana, oh, okay. She's writing. She's writing a comic yeah. book. Expanse uh, meets it, Terminator meets Blade Runner. Hmm. That's cool. I think we just I think we just got that with the creator. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That is a phenomenal. Uh, movie. All right, moving on. Comic book trivia. On. That's a uh, weird, weird thing. Uh, that's not one of my picks. A young but comic you book fan makes it? a wish to only ever have to know comics. He that's is teleported terrible. to another dimension where he 
Now the role of the reader must prove his worth by answering 150 comic book trivia questions. That's fun. That sounds terrible. Okay. Because you were like, oh my God, I don't know the answer. I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to go to the bathroom. What a fake All geek I girl know. you turned out to be. All I know is comedy <laughs> work stuff. <laughs> Worst wish uh, ever. Oh, is uh, Creepshow Creep just Tales from the Crypt? Uh, no, it's basically is, like that. This is two it, stories. So, you're, so that's not book. the Crypt Keeper. No. Like they're in no. the panel. Okay. No, Creepshow has means, like its own sort of narrator character yeah. like that. Who's a blatant ripoff of the Crypt Keeper? Okay, cool. I think Crypt Keeper actually might be a ripoff of Creepshow. Well, I'm not well. sure which one came first, actually. I'm getting everything backwards today. Yeah, right. But I don't know. I don't know for sure at all. But it is Michael Walsh doing a story in here, and he is amazing. He's the guy who does Silver Coin. Great at horror stuff. Uh, oh, and then that. Dan Waters, who did Homesick Pilots, which I know Dave is a huge fan of. Oh yeah, um, that's a great one. Yeah. So this this might actually be a good a good spooky season book to pick up. Creep Show number two. Oh yeah. What's next, Dave? Uh, next on the list is a book called Destiny's Gate uh, from Image. It's yeah, like Destiny. Destiny Gate new miniseries premiere. Yeah, it's, um, it's Ryan Katie and Christian Dabari. Uh, life it, for the um, most part is the product of decisions you make. For some, a wrong decision or two leads to a crossroads on the other side of the Destiny Gate. Do you fight for a chance to survive and to start anew? Or do you succumb to your inner demons and end it all for you and worse, yours? In this opening tale, we meet Mitchell Slate at the height of the Great Depression, down on his luck and heading home to a disappointed and desperate family. Mitchell's train ride veers off the rails and transforms into a macabre and darkly fantastical journey into his own fragile soul. So this is going to be a series of one shot of like one stories with like a, an overall theme. It, it's it feels like, but yeah, I don't know. It looks okay though. It's image. Um, Dave is just lagging show, today. The creep. The creep show host is just called the creep. Okay, and who came first, him or the creep keeper? Um, I'm looking right now. Everything I'm looking at just is telling me about like you know their movie or television debut. And right now, the Creep Show Creep debuted in the '80s, and the uh, the Crypt Keeper on the show the came 90s. out in the '90s. Yeah. So he, I love Crypt the, the Creep Show. Man. The Creep Show movies came out in the '80s. So yeah. Time. So I'm, they, I'm trying to predate. figure out what blatant I'm ripoff. To, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the the comic book. Oh uh, well, they, right the Crypt Keeper debuted on the HBO show, though, didn't he? That's what I'm looking up. I'm I'm trying to look, oh. make sure definitively. Well, go ahead. I'll talk about some that. comics while you uh, talk about the, the next creep. book I had was uh, a book called uh, "Greetings from the Maglev." All right. Well, we do have Earth Divers number eleven. That looks okay. Eli, you know, uh, yeah, Eli over on the comic book bullies loves this series. Yeah, it's a fantastic series. It's a whole lot of fun. Um, basically, Native Americans from the, the near future, apocalyptic future, travel back in time to try to change history for the better. Uh, Kill Columbus and, and shit like that. It's really fun. It's really interesting. Well, the, fir the first volume was Kill Columbus. The second volume yes. actually goes further back, almost to like Ice Age time. Yeah, and they try to do some, some work there, yeah. Uh, so here's Fish Flies number two. Oddly enough, Taylor already has this copy because the shop fucked up. This is the corrected... Oh. Yeah, I didn't see, realize that. Like, yeah, see, this one says corrected. There was a problem with the cover. Uh, 
Jeff Lemire is just amazing. He does the writing and the art on this. This is such a fun horror. Um, it, it's like in a small town. It's just perfect. I adore it. I I love everything Jeff Lemire does, and this definitely is included in that. And it's so good. Um, so what was the other book that you uh, had, Dave? From the Maglev. I don't. I'm not seeing that here. Greetings. Oh, there it is. My bad. Chapter one. It's a fifteen dollar book. What is this? It is is a kind of like the opposite of Mad Max, where gasoline is in short supply, but they use a uh, basically maglevs to transport people around, but only the ultra rich can afford it. So, like people are like pirating, uh, or like hijacking the maglevs. Oh, it's like a, it's that's like, it's, fun. A, it's it's like a high tech Mad Max. We you know where you know fun. gasoline isn't. Is in abundance, but marijuana is in short supply. <laughs> <laughs> That's a NC Chris reference too. So, right, Race cool. That, that does that does look fun. That does. Yeah, look it's fun. a fifteen. It's a fifteen dollar book. I don't yeah, know if a, I'm going to get it, and I don't think the shop's going to get it because it is. Yeah, a not. Book so expensive. Uh, yeah. But I read that, and I was like, man, that sounds actually pretty interesting. It's like, uh, basically, uh, kind of uh, that Snowpiercer. Hmm. Right, right. Uh, right okay, so yeah. apparently there was the Tales from the Crypt movie that came out in 1972, and there was a Crypt Keeper character in that. Oh. It might not have been like the Crypt Keeper, though. Okay, no, that counts. That counts. Uh, there's a Tales from the Crypt comic book that came out in the 1950s from EC Comics. EC, okay, yeah. man, eerie comics. EC made a lot of horror comics, so that makes they sense. Did. I'm I trying think to it figure actually out... stands for eerie, like eerie comics. Like I'm scary. trying to figure out if there's a Crypt Keeper in that right now, because everything on Creep Show is going back to like 1982 so far that I can find. Right, right. So, wild. I didn't realize the Tales from the Crypt was that damn old, dude. Yeah, I thought, I thought it, it was older. HBO. I thought it was a lot older than the 90s. I thought it was uh, around yeah. before that. Yeah. yeah, it says Tales from the Crypt was an American bi-monthly horror comic anthology series published by EC Comics from 1950 to 1955, producing 27 issues. Huh. Uh, the, uh, but yeah, it's but it's not mentioning like like a host. So right. Uh, well, the movie that came out in the '70s did have like an episodic uh, format to it. It was basically just like five short stories, and that they were like I love those. led around by the by the crypt yeah. keeper. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I do think that the creep from the creep show was a ripoff of the crypt keeper. There you go. Agreed. It's settled. Haunt you to the end, number five, miniseries finale. This is about uh, a haunting at at the end of the world. Um, I've I've been off of it since issue two. I just yeah, I've I've kind of been off of that. Uh, Hunger and Dusk number three, which has been really good so far. It has. This is uh, G Willow Wilson, right? This is her fantasy story over at at IDW. Um, yeah, it's 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 great. It's really fun. It's really fun. All right, the next book here is um, Midlife Hero at fifty. Uh, okay. Number one. Uh, okay. Yes, I've heard of this. It's called Midlife, and it's basically a hero, like a middle-aged crisis. Brian Buccioletto, Stefano Simeone, doing the uh, creative work here. Um, a fifty-year-old firefighter who's been afraid of fire his whole life. Instead of running into burning buildings, he pushes papers. Okay, but at one point, he realizes that he's fireproof. 
Yeah. At 50 years old, he finally realizes that he has a superpower and then starts putting that into action. So it's it's kind of like, uh, oh, gosh, that Unbreakable. It is kind of like Unbreakable. It is kind of like Unbreakable. It does have like an Unbreakable vibe to it, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to check this out. This is probably what I'm going to read as soon as uh, as we're done with the show. I have a copy of this early in. Yeah, I think this is what I'm, I'm going to check out. Uh, That's an next, interesting premise, man. It's a really it is interesting an interesting premise. premise. The next book I have here is Knights, number one. Just Knights? Oh, I see Just it. Knights. Okay. Right. This is on image. Wyatt Kennedy and uh, Luigi Formasano. Um, supernatural creatures exist among the common folk, and America is comp- comprised of just 31 states. It's 2003, and Vince Aconma uh, has lost his parents and moved in with his secret mercenary cousin and his video game making roommate. When he prevent, <sighs> what the fuck? When he befriends the greatest vampire who's ever lived, quote unquote. And that's just the first 20 pages. Welcome to Florida. A new vision of urban gothic adventure starts here. Um, yeah, that sounds fucking weird as hell, dude. What? It'd probably be awesome. It, it, it sounds like it, it's going to be like a, just weird as hell. But I don't know what Wyatt Kennedy has ever done. It says Bolero. I don't remember reading Bolero. And it is what it is. But this newcomer, Luigi Formasano, his art looks you know, pretty damn good, so. Yep, I will definitely check that. Oh, that's actually a really fun panel. What is going on here? To be continued, the are they showing us the last lived. page? Are they showing us the last page in the preview? Maybe. Wow. Wow. All right, Night. That, that book is again called Knights. Uh, not all robots trade paperback. That's that's cool. Uh, Operation Sunshine? Operation Star Sunshine. Force. This one is... This Sunshine. Is- this is by two of the hosts of Last Podcast on the left. This is yes. uh, their next comic book because they did Soul Plumber, and they've yes, done some I other books. Yeah. They've done some other comic books through an independent, a small publisher. But this is the day. This is the Dark Horse one uh, debut here for them. It's uh, yeah. Marcus Parks and Henry Zabrowski, which Marcus Parks and Henry Zabrowski are like big horror fans. Like Marcus Parks yeah. is probably like doing the bulk of the writing here. He knows his okay. shit. Uh, yeah. But this is uh, a, it, near dark meets oceans 11, a group of young alienated vampires plot to steal a magical object that will turn them back into humans. That's like this cover the, that we're looking story. at right now is like reminiscent of fright night, the movie. Yeah. Uh, but I am, it looks this, all right. This is this just because of who's writing it and everything. I'm actually, cause I'm a big fan of the last yeah. podcast. I know you're, I, uh, yeah, I know you're a big fan of that show. Yeah, uh, I am. I am definitely. This is probably the biggest in, indie book that I'm excited for. Yeah, and it is week. Black Hammer's David Rubin doing the art. So, I mean, it's it, yeah, it looks it, like it's going to be good. A lot of variant covers for this as well, which is nice. All they all look like homage covers too. Uh, like I'm that's not sure that's what... American Werewolf in London. Isn't that American Werewolf in London? That does look like American Werewolf in London. And then this one, this one looks reminiscent too, familiar as well. I'm not but 100% yeah, sure what that one is. Yeah, that's, those are rad though. I love those sort of sort of covers, especially around you know horror season. You know when you can do something like that. Uh, Project Cryptid number two. Project Cryptid number two. Um, Ahoy, com- this is, Ahoy Comics. This is essentially. Uh, Basically, an anthology has two different uh, mm-hmm. cryptids in here. We're getting the chupacabra and the uh, the the white billed woodpecker or something like that. 
Yeah, Ivory Build Woodpecker. Ivory Build. But yeah, yeah they uh the last issue had had Sasquatch and the Mongolian Deathworm, which the Mongolian Deathworm yeah. story was pretty funny because the guy was using it to yeah. charge his phone. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> because it supposedly uh, generates electricity or bioelectric yeah. feedback. Uh, the uh, uh, the other Reese. one book, Project Reese. Uh, Over on Mad Cave. Yeah, this is like yeah. uh, Indiana Jones meets Atlantis, kind of, you know? Uh, it's not, cool, uh, dude. Uh, Former soldiers are trying to search out Nazi gold and essentially go into um, what's that movie yep. was like the the devolve the, peop- the humans that turn into monsters in the cave the descent or something like that. Oh yeah, it is. It's the, the descent. The, yes, man, that's a good or, movie. That might be the next one on my list for for uh, spooky October movie watching. But yeah, so we, we've one. got like you know Nazi. Wasn't the descent the one with like the like cave people or whatever and like it was all in night? Yeah. 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 Well, there's yeah. One, there's a movie. I think it might actually be called The Cave, but there's a movie where like oh, a yeah, virus turns people into like bat-like creatures. Oh, that's wild. That's like that episode of Star Trek where Jordy's freaking out. Yeah, mm-hmm. where he turns into the lizard man, and yeah. like it has it has a uh, the actress who played Lena Lena Dunham, the actress who played Cersei from Lena Game Headley. Of Thrones, it, oh, Headley. that's Lena Headley. Headley. Lena yeah, Headley. she was also in the uh 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 Dread movie, which hell yeah, Dread movie. Man, I love that Dread that movie. Movies. Like, dude, me too. I just that's an that underrated classic. It, it is way underrated. Like way better. Ago. It's way yeah. better than the Stallone Dread. Oh I, yeah, the Stallone Dread has a special place in my heart. But no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely and right. Carl Urban is such a real one. You know, like how many actors would agree to a movie where they never show their face? Dude, you know? if you talk about Carl Urban in terms of like being in nerd movies, dude, he's he a geek might be movie the guy. God, he is. He might be. He's he in Lord of the Rings. He's in Star Trek. He is he's in three hundred. Uh, he's in three hundred, right? That's a comic Carl, book movie. Carl Urban was he? Was he? In I think he was. I don't then know. of course he's also in like the boys and like in red and like yes. Oh, I love was, him in he, fucking red, dude. Oh shit, I love. He him was in movie. Thor. He wasn't yeah, Thor. He was. He, was, he, he got to do Thor. Scourge's the, Last Stand. You know, that's such like an all-time classic moment from the comics. Oh, uh, he was also in like. Did we talk about the J- the Abrams Star Trek? I yeah. mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor mentioned. He Trek, just needs. But... He needs to be in the Star. He needs to be in a Star. I Wars. don't like those movies except for the third one, but he's great in them. Oh yeah. Most of the actors across the board them. are good in those movies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those movies either, but they're well acted. You know. Yeah, they're fine. I've gotten over it. If I can get over Michael Bay's Transformers, I can get over anything. <laughs> They're so, better than Michael Bay's Transformers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we get Rick and Morty presents Freaky Friday, Oni Press. Again, if you've ever loved Rick and Morty, you will love that comic. Um, Robotech Rick Hunter number uh, one That's of four. Man, it is, but this book has been such a hit. Everybody's yeah, been loving it. Yeah, it's been pretty shit. good. Uh, yeah. That um, Saint uh, Saint Seiya's uh, Knights of the Zodiac that used to be a, that was an anime when I was like back in the like late eighties early nineties called yep it's Knights an of adaptation the of the anime yeah yeah uh, they had like a CGI um, on Netflix that was decent uh, Quest yes number three I remember seeing that oh I didn't watch it but I remember seeing it on Netflix uh, Scarlet Couture the uh, Munich Files yeah that's another one uh, I have Scarlet uh, this Couture. is on Titan Comics I believe. And yeah, it's just cool. It's just yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like it's James Bond if James Bond was super hot and a girl. 
that's what all how all these books kind of play out. Covert investigations, you know. Yeah, that's all mm. that play out, and it's fun. Uh, it's good space stuff. Uh, space James Bond is one of the most sexualized characters in all of pop culture. Okay, if you're gonna make him yeah. a female, she's got to you know she got to get a swerve on, just like James Bond would. So mm-hmm. yeah, it really works uh, well. Space Usagi. Oh, you're Yokai up there. Hunter? Wait. The one shot? Uh, no, I'm before that. Simon Says, number one, over at Blood Moon, is uh, a definite horror pickup if you can find a copy. Something Epic by uh, Simon Kudransky has just been awesome. One of my favorite books of the year. Top five, probably, books of yeah, the year. It's been it's, so damn good. Yeah, it is. It Yeah, it's also one of the ones I was going to bring up. But Yeah, he's got uh, the It. He's got the It. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, homage cover there. Very well done. Uh, that looks like an homage cover, too, but I'm not sure to what movie. Yeah, so well done, dude. I adore this book. It's so damn good. Uh, all right, so what I was, was looking next? it up here, and um, appara- I don't think uh... Carl Urban was in 300. I don't think he was, but um, oh, okay. he is apparently going to be up. Johnny Cage in the upcoming Mortal Kombat 2. You so know what? another nerd movie for you. He is, this is weird how I make this connection, okay? He is not in 300. He's technically not in Watchmen, but is in Watchmen. He did the voiceover for all of the uh, the, the pirate shit, the dark, the Black Freighter, the Black Flag, the Black right? Freighter. Black I think it's the Black yeah. Freighter. But yeah, I always Black fuck up Black Freighter and Three Hundred for some reason in my brain. I, I don't mean, know I why. guess they're both comic book movies that Zack Snyder directed, but yeah, I think that's why. I, don't know. I think that's why. But there's yeah. there's a degree there's a of separation of there. Yeah. Three Hundred and Carl Urban is a really hot dude, so I mean that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so Space Usagi, yeah, this is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's just Usagi Ojimbo doing Star Trek. I can't believe they've never done this before. Have they never done this before? I think they have done this before. I know they that have. Usagi Ojimbo was in an episode of Ninja Turtles where he was yes. on like he was in like an intergalactic space like martial arts tournament. Or actually, no. he was the janitor who was like hanging out like adjacent to it. No, he was. <laughs> yeah, the, right. the, which, which, which what I just said Turtles? is 100% true, Dave. That's it not is. a no from you. Yes. He was in Ninja Turtles, but I think he was like in the first series and then the first animated series of Ninja Turtles, but he, he was like, uh, Mr. Turtles. That's irrelevant. Like, yeah, I was yeah, just pointing at a time where yeah, he was in story. space. Yeah, but I don't know if he's story. ever been in space in the comics, is all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not sure either, but man, yeah, it's, it sounds so fun. It sounds so much fun. Uh, Spawn, Scorch, number 22, McFarland at, at Image, of course. Uh, Star Trek Day of Blood, number one, gets a director's cut. Uh, it's $7 going to have. I don't even know what it's going to have. But I loved Day of Blood so much. One of the best Star Trek things I've ever consumed. It was so damn cool. Um, I doubt I'll pick this up, but it was still really cool. Uh, Star Trek there, Hol- baby bear! <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's become my favorite character on that show. <laughs> yeah, dude. Shax is the best, dude. Halloween is a Star Trek book all about the holodeck being haunted. Um, it's every, it's weekly for the whole month of October. The first issue was really well, solid. I didn't good. even notice that they were. It was Halloween, like the holodeck. That's such an obvious yeah. thing to do, and yeah. I feel stupid for not realizing it before. Yeah. Oh man, they got a great variant cover by J.K. Woodard. It's like the Animorphs. Oh shit! It looks exactly that like an cool. Animorphs cover. Like Animorphs. Will Riker animorphing yeah. his way into a werewolf. That is. Mm, that's sick that's sick dude yeah yeah I, i'm getting that cover that's dope star signs number five of eight uh this is the uh uh what the hell's his name dude the uh uh Salin ahmed 
doing yeah, his thing. Yeah, and it's Zodiacs, like the, the Zodiac you know, Avengers yeah. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Zodiac Avengers. That's the best way best way to put it, dude. Uh, the well, I guess Zodiac Avengers would just be like Saint Seiya, but, you know, whatever. Oh, sure, sure. That sounds like an anime thing. That's a reference for Dave. <laughs> but, um... The cool... The call number three, uh, this is like a portal story where a group of teenagers go into a portal looking for one of them's uh, little brother. It's great art, cool characterizations, but in two issues, hasn't really gone anywhere. Um, I'm hoping, like last issue, everybody just started banging for some reason. Yeah, everybody like, started having sex. Everybody got really wild. And it was just like, you know, this island's having an effect on us. <laughs> it was weird, dude. It was yeah. super weird. Uh, uh, the, the Madness, Madness number, number three six. This is an AWA book. Yep, by J. Michael Straczynski and Akko. Uh, fun, fun book. Yeah. Really fun, dude. Especially this time of year. Uh, TMNT Saturday Morning Adventures is doing a Halloween special. Um, and then that's basically it. We get TMNT versus Street Fighter number four of five. Just a big, dumb, stupid fun there, you know. Um, Undiscovered Country number twenty six. It's hard for me to believe this book is still going. I was off this book by the first arc. I just did not get it. Um, maybe I need to go back and 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 give it another shot, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then Walking Dead, number 73, the deluxe version. It's Kirkman and Image. Weird work number four, Shaky Kane's new thing. Very cool. Uh, what else we got, dude? Is Witch Hammer worth mentioning? I don't even know what that is. Um, oh, that's American mythology. Yeah, it, sure I, that is. And then Zomb Vikings. Zombie Vikings. Uh, I'm man. There's a bunch of small press this week. Holy oh yeah, crap. there's a bunch of small press. Yeah. Uh, what I, was that I, book uh, that came out all those years ago? It was like a like cowboy Viking zombie ninja or whatever. Not zombie, but um, cowboy Viking ninja oh, or something they, like yeah. that. Oh yeah, that book's great. I have a copy of that. That's a fin- mm. I think that's just a Justin Jordan book. Yeah, I love that damn book. It's awesome. Oh yeah, that was a lot of fun. But that's really a good example great. of one of those yeah. who like, let's come up with like a stupid just, idea and yeah. just run with it. Yeah. So, man, it's almost too many books to talk about this week. Uh, I think I'm really excited most about Batman and Robin, of course. But um, yeah, I'm not even really sure, dude. It's just a um, really I mean, weird I'm, week. I'm really excited for Cap Wolf. You know? Oh yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. That's and then you know you got old standbys like X Men Red and Wolverine. Yeah. There was something uh, in DC I was excited for, but I can't remember what it was now. Hey, let me let me. Oh no, that's not it. Uh, I already closed it out, so I don't know. Um, oh well. I know it was a debut. There was that Batman debut, and then they had a couple of others. But uh, awesome, y'all! Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate it. Um, if you like what we're doing, check out the bullies. Oh, it was uh, it was, uh, San- oh, was it, it was uh, the Sandman. Oh, the Sandman book. Oh yeah. shit! Yes, the Sandman book. That's awesome. Uh, but as I was saying, check out the bullies. Leroy and Eli do a pop culture show. They did one just last night. It was quite good. Uh, they was. review comics, of course, but uh, they also talk video games and movies and TV shows. Uh, really fun time. Check, uh, find their links uh, at outrightgeekery.com. You can find links to everything they got going on, everything we got going on, uh, all the socials, all the audio, the video, everything like that, including the group. Um, no bullies in the outright geekery facebook group go to that outright geekery hit the link join up hang out andy's running things over there um probably the biggest week of the year for comics this week uh new york comic con is is gearing up we've already got a lot of news there's a new corella deville book on the way there's going to be a gargoyles event over at dynamite um 
yeah, so much shit going on. And that's just – I saw there was going to be a Cruella DeVille book out of that villains line from Dynamite. And I was like, oh, shit, yes. She hits harder than all them villains. I don't give a shit. She's, she's going to kill puppies, y'all. She is the worst. You can't get harder than Cruella DeVille in terms of uh, Disney villains. So, yeah. So, definitely come There's back no someday. We're going to talk. that image, especially with Emma Stone. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. No, that one's kind of like – makes her better i don't like that i don't like the emma stone movie because it's like no corel deville goes way harder than this way harder than this um but anyway please come back sunday we're going to talk about all the new books coming out this week but all of that sweet sweet new york comic-con news with previews and and new air just everything i'm very excited about this year's uh comic-con so um again thanks everybody for hanging out we really appreciate it but most of all thanks to these guys for hanging out with this guy always fun and we're gonna do it again next time same geek time, same geek channel! <laughs> hey, holding that note there, wow. <laughs> <laughs>